26, 12 through 18 is the text that we'll use tonight. Uh, we appreciate uh, the number that's here tonight. Um, we want to talk about Saul and the resurrected Savior, Christ Jesus. That's what we're going to talk about. And a um, few things I want to say about the Apostle Paul. Before his conversion, he was Saul. In Acts chapter 7, he was holding uh, the coat of one of them that were uh, persecuting Stephen. Stephen was one of the uh, seven, I believe, and I think I'm right there. Uh, he preached a sermon in Acts chapter 7 there. And his conversion, most of the time we don't really pay much attention to how valuable the Apostle Paul was in the church of our Lord. He called himself the chief of sinners. He said he was made a minister, an apostle, a minister, and all those good things. And he, if you notice in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 22, and Acts chapter 26, it gives the account, Luke gives the account of the conversion of the Saul of Tarsus. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, so apparently the Lord really wanted us to see what took place. And the Jew, Jewish people and other, other Christians about the conversion of the Saul of Tarsus. Do you not know that uh, he established a lot of churches? The Apostle Paul, uh, to me, is one of the greatest men in the New Testament church. If you realize, do you realize how many epistles that he wrote? He wrote 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Those was his first. He wrote Romans. He wrote Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians. He wrote Galatians. All those epistles, he wrote over half of the New Testament. The church that's in England, in Europe, is there as a result of Paul going to Europe at Philippi. The Apostle Paul was a great gospel preacher. There's no record of him ever marrying. Um, he was, to me, totally converted. And we'll get a taste in this lesson here tonight why this one man just was so outstanding in the church. Here we have, in Acts chapter, uh, just said a little bit about the Apostle Paul here. He called himself the chief of sinners. And um, let's look at two main points tonight about how the Lord met him. And you remember now, this Paul was a Pharisee. And he was a bad guy. He was tough. Because when God spoke to Ananias and told him about Paul. He said, we have heard about this man. 
He wasn't no easy guy. He was tough. He would lock members of the Church of Christ up and put them in prison. That's how bad he was. They were frightened of Paul. But he changed. He changed. I mean, completely changed. Uh, I, I can't, I don't have time to, to tell you the, the things that he went through with as a Christian, as an apostle, as a preacher. He suffered shipwreck, he was beaten. We just go on and on and on about the Apostle Paul. <clears throat> In Acts chapter 26 and verse number 12 through 14, we're going to look at how the Lord met Saul. All right, Brother Rico, put it up there, would you? Look at the text. It says, Wherefore, as I went to Damascus, you ever heard anything about Damascus? It's one of the, one of the oldest cities in the world. Abraham even was talked about uh, Damascus. Uh, with authorities and commission from the chief priest. This is Paul talking about how he was going to persecute Christians. So something happened unexpectedly. Put it up there, Rico. Look at this. Unmistakably. 13 and 4. He said at midday, O king, he's talking to King Agrippa, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun. Now the light that he saw was lighter than the sun. Now that's, that's, a, that's a light, isn't it? Yes, Shine around about me and them which journeyed with me. So it was unexpectedly and it was unmistakably. He did not miss it. Now look at 14. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I want you to notice the eyes Paul used in this text. He's going to use I, just you count them. He says, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue. Look at this. The Hebrew tongue, what do you mean? God wanted to make sure that he didn't miss it because he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. God didn't speak any other language to him but the language that he knew. Brothers and sisters, preachers, Bible school teachers, when you're trying to teach a person, a person the gospel, don't try to use big fancy words. Because they're not going to get it. Jesus could have spoke to Paul in a lot of different languages. But he didn't do that. He made right, he spoke in the Hebrew language. So sometimes when, you, when I'm preaching, uh, I have to get down on the level, Brandon, where people can understand. Well, then it says, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul. Amen. Why persecute thou me? 
Paul had never seen Jesus. How could he persecute him? You see, the oneness of the church and Christ is one. So when you persecute one, you persecute the other. He persecuted the church. See, Paul said, I persecuted the church of God and wasted it in the book of Galatians. Paul said, I persecuted this way. Now, then he persecuted Christ. He persecuted the way, he persecuted Christ, and he persecuted the church. Look at that. Then it says, why persecute thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Do you know what a prick is? Uh, guys that would uh, have ox pulling a cart, they had a sharp prick that if they would act crazy, they'd punch them. So uh, anytime they would kick, they would kick that point, and they would know that they'd been hit, they'd been punched. So Paul, now think about this now. The people were scared of him, really frightened of this man. And he was messing with the Lord's wife, which is the church, and nobody could handle him. Because when God spoke to Ananias and told him to go down there, uh, Ananias said, oh, we heard about him. He said, don't worry about him. Behold, he prayed. Then, hard for thee to kick against the prey. Now, we see how the Lord met him. It was unexpectedly and it was unmistakably. We just read that. Now, let's look at how the Lord mastered. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Don't ever try to fight against God. Amen. You'll never win. No, I wish America would learn that. I wish the world would learn that. Amen. Because when it's all over, God is going to have the last word. Amen. Then, and then he says in verse 15, I see it. it his eye, another eye. I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. How in the world could he persecute Christ and he never saw him? Let me persecute his wife. Let me tell you something. How many of you ever saw Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. I see Brother Gatewood got his hand up. I guess he's sewing. <laughs> well, now watch this now. Paul never saw him, right? Do you know every time you mistreat a member of the church, you're persecuting Christ? Yes, Amen. You better hear that. Every time that you do anything to hurt another member of the church of Christ, you're persecuting Christ. Now, if the Lord stopped Paul, what do you think he can do to us, Willie? You better listen. Amen. Well, the revelation of his person, he showed him who he was. Let's look at 16 to 18, the revelation of his plan. But arise, now he's on the ground, and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. 
to make thee a minister. The word minister there means a servant. That's what it means. Let me bring this out. Uh, don't think that John Shannon is the only minister at James Road. All of us are ministers. Amen. The word yes, minister has to do with service. Yes, sir. See, when you have a ministering church, instead of a minister of a church, then you have a working church, and the church will grow. Right. Do you know that you are a minister? Do you know when you obeyed the gospel and the Lord added you to the church, he made you a minister? Not in the sense of an evangelist or an elder or deacon, but a servant. And everybody should do some type of ministry in the church. Amen. Paul writes about that in Timothy. Well, to make thee a minister and a witness. Witness. Sometimes I hear people say that they are witness. I'm witnessing for Jesus. Really? I'm a witness. A witness of who, what, who? How many of you saw Jesus? There's nobody on earth that ever saw Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Now that picture you have in the Bible with the European, that's not Jesus. Right. <laughs> you know about Jesus from the scripture. Now, a witness, Peter talked about, or John talked about, we were eyewitnesses. Our eyewitness. Somebody said, I'm a witness. Well, you went to a courtroom and uh, the judge asked you, were you there? Are you a witness? Yeah, I heard about it. No, you, you're, not, you're not a witness. You just heard about it. Right. I, I, Paul was a witness. Paul can write and say, I saw him with my own eyes. Yes, sir. There's some people in America who call themselves apostles. Now, Geno Genesis 1. And there's others even in churches of Christ. But the word apostle simply means, they may be. The word apostle means one sent. That's what it means. John the Baptist, there was a man sent from God. That word sent there, Wesley, is the same, akin to the same Greek word as the apostle in one sent. John was sent. Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse number 1, he was an apostle. You see that? He was sent. You got it? Paul was an apostle, a double apostle. What do you mean? He was sent by Christ, and he was sent by the church. Barnabas was an apostle, but he was an apostle sent by the church, but he was not an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, brother, the reason I'm bringing this out here because uh, the apostle of Christ, they were special witnesses. You and I could never witness as did they. You need to listen to this. You cannot witness like they did. Listen. Uh, they give the law, and we give the testimony. Are you listening? That you listen. Sometimes, brother, say, I'm going to deliver the message. No, you preach the message. The apostles delivered it to the saints, Jude uh, 3. You got it? Now, so he was a witness. He was an ambassador. Well, what do you mean an ambassador? Boy, that's the person sent by the king. Whoever heard of an ambassador sent anywhere without some proof of authority? 
You go to, go, can you imagine going to uh, uh, England saying, I'm an American and I'm an ambassador for the, for the United States. What? Where are your credentials? Where are your papers? When the apostles went places, they were ambassadors and they could prove that they were ambassadors. How? By the miraculous powers that they had. They were guided into all truth. They didn't have no New Testament to go by. You listening to me? He said, both a witness, he said, a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast. One of the qualifications for an apostle of Christ, you had to see him. I mean, you saw Jesus. And of the, those things in which I appear unto thee. Is that good? 17, 18. He will be a faithful witness. He will be a fearless worker. Are you scared? As a member of the church. Well, deliver thee from the people and from the Gentiles. What do you mean delivering thee from the people? That's the Jewish people, the people. And from the Gentiles, that's the heathens. So we got the Hebrews and the heathens. Then he says, unto whom now I send thee. I am sending you to the Gentile world. Brethren, thank God for the Apostle Paul. Amen. He went to the Gentile world. And here's a man that's going to be unbiased. I believe from study of the scripture, the word Christian, God used the Apostle Paul. Turn, if you would, to Acts 11 and verse number 25, uh, 24. And let's go down quickly. We don't have very much time. Let me show you something. Acts chapter uh, 11 and verse number 21, I believe it is. Let's do that quite quickly. I think that's it there. Let's look at it. Uh, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was at Jerusalem, the ears of the church. Ears of the church. What did that mean? That's people. Right. Watch it. Which was at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that they, uh, with purpose of heart, they should cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man. man. Mm -hmm. That's what the Holy Spirit said about Barnabas. He was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost, had miraculous power and of faith, and much people added unto the Lord. You know, good people, when good people start working in the church, a lot of people be added to the Lord. Let's go a little further. Then departed Paul to Tarsus to seek Saul. That's the man we're talking about. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass a whole year, uh, they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. 
Where did that name come from? If whatever, if Paul hadn't written, the Holy Spirit used Paul to bring the name Christian. Mm -hmm. Amen. See that? That's good, isn't it? Yes, sir. Where, where do we are, Christian? Where did the name come from? God used Paul. He said, the mouth of the Lord. The mouth, Paul was speaking the mouth of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 38, if any man think him a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. Yes, sir. Good, isn't it? And look at Apostle Paul, fearless worker. Let's go back over there, Brother Rico. We see he had a given, listen, deliver me from the people of whom uh, and from the Gentile to whom I now sent. Look here, he was given a mission. What is your mission? Is the devil using you to try to sabotage the church? Sometimes the devil uses people to sabotage the church and they don't even know it. How does he do it? In different ways. Here's one way to do it. He said, if I can keep them to be unfaithful and keep missing the assembly and just really put the, put the Lord second and talk about the members of the church or whatever, you're sabotaging the church. Amen. That's bad. The mission. I'll give you a mission. What? To teach people. He was given a message. Let's look at the message. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Now, how was Paul going to do that? Because Paul was baptized with the Holy Spirit and he was guiding into all truth. And he was teaching people in a miraculous way. Because they didn't have a New Testament. Please get this now. At this time, when this happened, there was no written New Testament. So the Apostle Paul, guess what he did? You read all these epistles that Paul wrote, guess what? That's how he was teaching the people. But they had miraculous power before, but to confirm it, watch this here, the Paul start writing these letters to the church. And brethren, we have them right today. Is that good? Now, it says to open their eyes to turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan under God that they may receive remission of sins and an inherit and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Look at that. Look at the message. We've talked about how the Lord met Saul, how the Lord mastered Saul. Now, the Lord is speaking to us today, but he's speaking through this book. What we listen to? You won't know how the Lord sounds until you take some time out and start reading or hearing his word. Amen. That's the way he speaks to us. Listen to me. Now, <clears throat> Paul, what are you doing? In Romans 10 and verse number 14, let's look at it quickly here now. Uh, here in the gospel of Christ, Romans 10, verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, brethren, keep it in the context. Listen to this. That's not talking about us today. 
don't, don't come tell me you can't hear the gospel because we don't got to have a preacher. Wait a minute. In this context, the preacher was guided in all truth by the Holy Spirit. You got it? But now we have, we have the written word now. When Paul wrote them, they didn't have the written word. Why? Because the inspired word was in the inspired man. Right. Now, how could they hear without a preacher? The reason they couldn't hear without a preacher, because the inspired word was in the preacher. Now the inspired word is in the book. Amen. Got it? Then it says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? Now, brother, what, what does he mean by that? How can they preach and be sent? Don't apply yourself to that. The idea is when they were sent out, they had miraculous powers to preach. Then it says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, that's a quote from the book of Isaiah. That's what Paul is quoting from. Well, let's go a little further here. Time is running out here. He said, but they all have not obeyed the gospel. Wait a minute. Get this. He said, they are, he's talking about the Jewish people. He's quoting from Isaiah, but he's talking about the Jewish people. But they all have not obeyed the gospel. Well, his eyes said, Lord, who has believed our report? Then he says, so then faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith in what? In Jesus the Christ and the work that he did on the cross. Brethren, listen, our faith is in what Jesus did on the cross. He died a sacrificial death. He shed his blood. He purchased the church. He purchased our salvation. Thank God for Jesus. Now, you got to hear that, his death, burial, and resurrection from the grave. Hear and believe the gospel, Acts 15, uh, well, Romans 10, 17, Romans 12, 4 and 5, talk about the church. Romans 16, 16, salute ye one another with a holy kiss, the church of Christ, salute you. Repent of sin. There's some sins. Romans chapter 1, 18 through 32, you see all of these sins mentioned there. One has got to repent of them, Romans 2 and verse number 4. Confess Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10. You're baptized, Romans 6, 3 to 5. You're baptized into Christ for the remission of sin, and you need to remain faithful in the church. So when you're in Christ, you're in the church. That's enough. Amen. You're here tonight, today. Faith in Jesus and what he did. Repent of sins. Change your mind about sin and stop. Confess the name of Christ, be immersed in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and it'll be for the remission of sins. And the Lord would ask you to the church. And make sure that you fulfill your mission while you're here on this earth. If you're here tonight and subject to the invitation, would you do it right now as together we stand and sing?